everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bianyash, and today I'm here with half of Silence Kit. You want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Manel. I sing in Silence Kit. I'm Natalie. I play guitar, and sometimes I yell in Silence Kit. What did you say? Uh, sometimes I yell. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And so, sing, I guess, maybe. Are you the only two that are vocal in the uh, yeah. group? Okay, yeah. And the, who who else is in the band that's not here today? Uh, James on bass and Mike on drums. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they here? They have jobs, I guess. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah. One, um, I guess Mike but is still in LA. Yeah, he's still not yeah. even in the country, let alone the province. So I don't know. I don't know about James. I think he was probably working today. But, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, we're the fun ones anyway. Yeah, so. obviously. Girl power, right? Um, so for people who are um, who may not have heard your music before or they're just hearing the single and they want to know how to label it, can you give us your elevator pitch really quickly? <laughs> I like that elevator pitch. Um, uh, just uh, loud, energetic, explosive, explosive <laughs> rock. Uh, you know, some punk in there. Um, I guess in a vague term, you would say alt rock, but yeah, I guess that's yeah. kind of like that can be anything. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I think hopefully performative that rock, it. like whatever. Ch- check out our music. So, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to look it up and. You have been on the Winnipeg Music Project before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a live interview, which was very exciting. I think it was one of the first, or I was just getting regularly regularly into the live recording. I think I don't remember. It was a year ago, back in April of last yeah. year. Um, and uh, I guess a lot has changed. Yes, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yes so. and no. Yes, and, yes, and the fact that we've got some new music, but we're still the same four members, so that's really cool. Um, and we're still playing so that's also really that's cool. great that's, a, that's an achievement yeah. on its own <laughs> songs are better yeah and th- that's that's the i guess that's the better thing is that we've been working on new songs and um, obviously the new ep but like beyond that as well we've been playing new songs um almost probably every every other every third month we have a new song that we're playing so we write songs pretty quickly yeah. we don't kind of we don't kind of yeah. loom over them we kind of Get done pretty quickly. You know, I was say. I was watching I was actually watching an interview, not to like put us on this level at all, but just just saying, watching an interview with like Paul McCartney about talking about how him and John would write songs and how quickly they would write them. And I often hear about musicians talking about like laboring over their songs, and like I know I think was it Leonard Cohen? It took him like over a decade to write like hallelujah and stuff and to me i always feel like if i if the song doesn't come quick it's probably not worth but i guess our, our music it, is know? very instinctual though That's like true. everything about it is That's instinctual true. so i feel like yeah. if it doesn't come like i if the band in, like gives me a song it says write lyrics if i can't do it like like within a couple of days i'm like this is not a good song <laughs> And like, and they always give me a hard time about it. But I'm like, if I, if I, if I, I don't know, that's how I feel. I feel like if I, usually a melody come really qu- quickly for me if yeah. I. And then usually, yeah, like it's generally the, the, most of the song will be written in like a few hours when we're working together. But, you know, sometimes we'll go back and we'll change things. Yeah. Um, but most of the songs are actually relatively similar to how they started as well. So, yeah, like everything just kind of works really well and I know one day that's probably not going to be the case so we should definitely ride this out yeah, as long yeah, as we can missing, yeah mm-hmm. um no yeah I don't like that you can do that <laughs> I it takes me forever <laughs> to write and I'm I'm so bad for writing lyrics because I'll I, I'm like I can write melodies and like I love to just like 
uh, tickle the ivory or whatever people say, but I like to just play on the, the keyboard for, and I'll have songs or not songs, pieces, but not lyrics. And um, what happens a lot is I'll change lyrics and then I'll go into perform and then I won't remember those lyrics. I'm like, probably weren't good enough to if I don't remember them on stage. So you saw that. But I feel like you hold a lot of weight in the words that you sing. Like the, like the words mean a lot to you. Whereas yeah. me, I, like, I'm more about the sounds of words. Mm. So before I even write lyric, like the words necessarily, I'll write sounds i'll make sounds so like i guess it's maybe faster for me to write songs i'm not trying to portray a specific meaning in each song maybe and Mm. whereas maybe you come into a song you're like oh this inspires me i want to write about this so in that case you'd have to be really particular about your words whereas i am not like i don't care (laughs) yeah (laughs) actually that's interesting because john lennon lennon legend legend Mm -hmm. yeah he will um write his music by just saying like a word over and over again just get the melody and then he fits it in whatever works and it's that makes sense to me. It's hard. Lyrics are are tough. That's um, why I don't I don't write a lot yeah. of lyrics <laughs> you know, anymore. I've so. told story a lot. I don't think I told it on your show or probably a lot of other shows, but um when Natalie and I first started Silence Kit, we didn't have James or Mike yet and I've never really been in a real band before. Natalie and I were in a band before this, but not for very long. Um and I thought when I was joining the band that Natalie would already have songs and lyrics and I would just be oh, the singer yeah. and I would have not have to do any of that work and so Natalie sent me like five songs and was like all right time to write, write lyrics like go for it and I was like no like I don't <laughs> I've never done this yeah and so Natalie came to my apartment and was like okay hey, I'm gonna play a song and we're just and you're just gonna say whatever first comes to your mind and it was like pulling like nails out of my like skin or something it was just like the worst uh, but then yeah th- but now I do it now it's mm-hmm. like comes easier to me now yeah. And she does not have to do that anymore. Well, that's great. Actually, the, the exact same thing happened to me. So I felt like I had to, you know, pass that along yeah, to like, someone else. So. Now you experience yeah, the exactly. pain. Yeah. I was suffering. in a band like a long time ago. And we kind of had a just naturally two guitarists. And we just kind of both wrote our own songs and lyrics. And then the other guitarist left so then we had to like write a bunch of new songs and the music part has always been really easy for me but then I was like I don't have any lyrics and we have a show in like three weeks and then they're like just write lyrics and I'm like it's not that simple but then you just sort of it kind of worked out yeah. so mm-hmm. oh wow. three weeks yeah it was only like two songs I don't think it was a lot oh good so, I was like, yeah. that would give me so much set. anxiety like the the whole whole set. Set. well I already had my my songs which are about half half of our set so yeah yeah I think that's like my nightmare. Like, it's like now you have to play a show in three weeks and you don't have any music. And I think I would probably just like end my life. I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> I actually, um, uh, not to be like dramatic. dramatic. Well, I am dramatic. I'm a dramatic person. A friend of mine throws these really cool parties. And so for some reason, I offered to write like a, a theme song for it, just as like as a joke. And someone misheard that and thought I would write a song for every person that was attending. And it was like three weeks away. So I wrote like a one and a half to two minute song for 18 different people. Oh, my God. But it was it was a really fun exercise. I feel like Natalie has a career in like jingle writing. I feel like that could be a thing. Maybe you. Do people actually have radio jingles anymore, though? Like. Sure. Uh, Maybe. I think so. Like, I mean. No, yeah, I think that's a thing. I mean, but now you have to be like really good at like dubstep and stuff. Yeah, and that's I'm, not, what, I'm not interested <laughs> that's in that. So it sounds yeah. like, I mean, like the Winnipeg Music Project is getting a a, a like a little jingle oh. theme song in their future. Um, you hear that, Jordan? I'm waiting. Okay, <laughs> so finish up. No pressure. Um, 
Yeah, so we did do an interview before, so I don't really want to talk too much about your beginnings and how it all started, because sure. it's, it's been a while since then, mm-hmm. uh, and I've already heard it. I mean, I, <laughs> to be honest, I don't really remember. It's been a while, but um, yeah. that story you told me, though, it does sound familiar with the whole, like, writing really, Uh-oh. Um, I think. You probably just heard it on a different podcast. Maybe. No, you heard it on this one. You yeah. heard uh, only this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this show and podcast. Um, probably. I don't listen to other people's podcasts because it just makes me, like, jealous. I'm like, why are they so good? No, I do listen, but anyway. <laughs> so, you guys are doing an album release um, on October 5th at yeah. the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. It's also a tour kickoff, which is very yeah. exciting. Where do you guys plan on going? Well, we're, uh, so... After the 5th, uh, the next day, like bright and early, we have to be on the road because we're playing Thunder Bay the next night. And then we have to leave especially bright and early the day after that because we're in Sudbury the next night. And so that's like 11 hours or something like that from Thunder Bay. And then we play in southern Ontario, like London, Hamilton, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. I think that's all of them. So. Yeah, that sounds good. And then some of the sh- some of the, the, the cities we're playing in, some of the shows, well, we're actually going to be playing like in the afternoon in like a record shop so oh, cool. it's gonna be like a really full like 10 day tour or something like that that's so. insane yeah. why would you do that to yourselves because <laughs> some of us can't get much time off work so we gotta make uh make it the best way we can and just fill it up and you, you've been on tour before yeah, yeah. so you're, you're you're familiar with the whole drive all day perform a night mm-hmm. drive all day yeah. and yeah. uh how do you do that how does that how do you emotionally, how, how can you just enjoy it? It's exhausting. <laughs> you know what? It's exhausting, but I don't know. It is f- enjoyable and fun. And like, I don't know. I, I guess we haven't had any like awful experiences on tour. We haven't had any like dramatic events or like nothing like that. So it's been okay. But this is a longer tour than we've ever been on. So yeah, anything could happen. So I much guess. driving. Oh, yeah. I don't have a license, so luckily I just buy coffee. Yeah, there's, there's three nice. of us. Uh, three of us are gonna rotate, which shouldn't be too That's too awesome. bad. I like I like driving. Um, I've like driven myself to Vancouver in two days and like thoroughly enjoyed it, which is really weird. But wow. like, I don't That's... know. As long as you got music and podcasts, and it's always interesting to see different parts of the country and yeah, and you will you have p- other people in the vehicle like, i mean exactly yeah. i guess it would be a little harder like never go on tour by yourself i guess i feel like that would be impossible i, I would really love that yeah, i think one a lot day. of people do like that i feel I would, like i would love to probably okay yeah well, he's a band actually no, i'm he sure does. he does tour a lot acoustically probably too yeah i guess i, I think of well, i know quite a few people who actually do that i just i can't imagine waking up early driving all day performing sleep i, I just I don't. Yeah. I also don't drive. Yeah. I, I only just got my license this year, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not in the habit of. Um, I'm not in the mindset. I can't like. Mm. I yeah. just. I don't know. Like Greg Reckus too. Like that guy is yeah. con- like never not touring almost, and he's driving himself everywhere. That's true. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if you're like if you're committed and it doesn't bother you, I mean, go for it, right? I. I mm-hmm. guess. Sorry, I'm just. It blows my <laughs> mind because I just. I want to like by 2019. I want to like be ready to tour, mm-hmm. and I just it's scary, and like being like a woman. Does like yeah. are you ever like work? I mean, you're always in like a band setting, but does it ever like? I I never I personally don't feel that unsafe mm-hmm. personally, but Natalie. Um, sometimes you know it'll cross my mind about something could potentially happen, but. 
no point in worrying. I worry about everything anyway. Yeah. So there's other things to worry <laughs> exactly, about. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like so the notes. And I, I don't know. I feel like like the four of us are like you know we know each other really well. And if something were to happen, then, you know, I could confide in any one of the band band members or all of them. So Mm -hmm. maybe that helps. Yeah. Yeah. So as um, you've done tours before, Mm -hmm. so what did you learn from your very first few tours? Like what, like not to do, what to prepare for this one? So you know that you're not going to run into anything. Uh, Well, I think um, one of the things, I guess, is... I think you know not to expect big things, but to like actually ex- like then experience not having like a, a big turnout is like okay now now we can do this like it's part of it's part of touring and it's nothing personal against you as a band or no. anything like that. It just it's what happens. So mm-hmm. I think just understanding that like I have super high hopes for this tour, but also fully expect to play to you know the other bands and the bar staff so and they might really like your music and yeah then... it's not ideal to only play to them yeah. but l- there are benefits like we played edmonton and it was just the bands and the bar owner and the bartender and the owner bought a cd like loved us and, like i think those are the people you really do need to impress mm-hmm. yeah for sure you know mm-hmm. and the, ba- the bands liked us and like yeah. told us like if we come back that they want to book with us yeah. so that to me is a positive experience. That to me is like a win mm-hmm. in a way. And part of that, part of the reason why we played to no one was because we were playing Edmonton and it was the hockey playoffs. And if you know anything about hockey, Edmonton hasn't been in the playoffs very often. So um. we kind of got stuck by that. So mm-hmm. um, pay attention to hockey schedules in Canada. <laughs> it would be a but really good thing to do. You can't let like, hockey Obviously, like, run yeah. your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but like, just keep keep that in the back especially when it comes to things like the playoffs yeah that the schedule is made like a few days before so you have to book months in advance with mm-hmm. tours a lot of time so and just yeah yeah but also is your demographic the one that cares about hockey <laughs> we talked about this on which place but uh yeah honestly well i guess drunk sports fans are kind of just stoked about like rock music generally yeah. i feel like and we said this on sam's podcast but if we see a, a Jets jersey in the audience, that guy's going to love us for some reason. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we, we really attract that type of, uh, that that person. <laughs> but again, that's like a drunk person, like, je- like I guess the person we're thinking of is like a, a, like a drunk sports fan. Like, again, like they probably like, like the anything. The kind of person that if someone mentions that, they go, yeah, and they like yell in the audience when like they're at like a folk concert or something. Yeah, I remember when we were just starting off, it was just you and I, and we're doing an acoustic set uh, at, what, what's that place called? Uh, Big Hall. It used to be called Mod. Moz Eatery, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we we're yeah. playing with somebody language, and we were playing acoustic, and like no one's paying attention because they're all drinking beers and talking, which is fine. And then like during a set, like we're singing and we're playing, and this guy comes up and tries to give fist bump. Hey man, like good job. Like during the set, it's like okay, he's like wearing a jersey, and like okay, but he loved it, you know. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's positive. What <laughs> have you had lots of reactions like that where people will come up to you and try to like talk, like talk to you and like touch you while you're performing? Is that like a no. thing? No. Uh, not during um sometimes after people just want to want to talk and it's like you know we have to clean up especially if you're not the oh, last yeah, band when you're on stage, yeah, That's, yeah. that like i appreciate it and a lot of times I, re- I recognize that those people aren't in the most sober state but you know that's always the toughest thing because i like, definitely i, too, I don't want to look like i don't want to be like a jerk but i also like 
don't want to be a jerk to the other bands. So you got to learn to multitask. You got to do it. Which I do. Which I do. Yeah. And yeah. So you feel rude when you're like walking away from them and you're doing something you're like, "Uh, don't be rude. Like, yeah. 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 I I guess that's. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add to that. (laughs) (laughs) The, The best, the best experience I had during the show where someone sort of interacted was we were playing, I think it was the cavern and I knocked the mic kind of over you did not and <laughs> with my guitar by accident it wasn't it wasn't like a cool thing and then uh tyler from tusk actually picked it up and got which was really nice so that's nice yeah. and i've, I've got, i i i <laughs> don't think, think about it i don't know if i did it or not oh, i did i definitely did i was playing and i looked at him and said thank you yeah, and, like yeah, the so. eye look or... but yeah yeah okay yeah. that's cool so that that's like the best <laughs> fan interaction although he's oh more, someone threw a hat at me yeah. once <laughs> And then, and then I, actually, I think it was Mike's kid. He's actually, I'm telling a story I've never told. So yeah, some guy that had some daughter threw a hat, or I thought threw a hat at me, purple hat. So I was throwing it up in the air while I was performing. And then I threw it in the audience. And then I think it's, it was Mike's hat. Because then Mike was like, where's my hat? And I was like, I don't know. Oh <laughs> hopefully he doesn't God, listen to this. amazing. Purple hat. Which, why would he be wearing a purple maybe, hat? Maybe he, he, it wasn't his, but I thought he was wearing a hat earlier. And then he mentioned to me, like, have you seen my hat? And I was like, I don't know if it was <laughs> oh, that hat. No. Because someone's like, that. oh, because I think someone in the audience is like, oh, can I have it? I thought it was theirs. I'm like, yeah, sure. But I guess it's just like, it was. Oh, weird. I don't oh, remember wow. that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happened. So we now. have this thing. I, have, I, I find that there's this thing where... Um, Things will happen during a show, and I don't know what's going on until after, because like I'm just like the adrenaline and, and hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't yeah. really see a lot of things, but yeah, there's been some incidences where I'll turn around and James is like right there, and I'll like crack him. They were always seeing each other. <laughs> yeah. So. I yeah I love the the that energy that you guys all have on the stage. Like, why did that become such an important thing for you guys to have this really this big performance? During your show, I would just not be satisfied without it. I feel like mm-hmm. after a set, if I'm not like kind of sore or I'm not, if I, if I was not sweaty after a show, I'd be like, that sucked. Really? Yeah, I would just be like, that's not fun. Okay. I, I don't know if it was, it was definitely, for me, it wasn't conscious. I think James and Mano both sort of did that, and then it's, it's kind of contagious. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not like I've ever thought of, thought about it. I think it just, we all just, feed off of each other and yeah and all my yeah. favorites do that and that's why they're my favorites mm-hmm. and um but but obviously like, there's some people who i think the big key is that you want to captivate an audience like there's different ways of doing that you can stand there and perform an acoustic song uh by yourself and not move at all and captivate people yeah so you gotta find a way to do that so i that's how i found my way to do it from so from day one have you been dancing all around the stage and yeah in your first like jam, did you start doing that, and then everyone was just like, oh. "Oh, I don't jam. I don't. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> the, practice like yeah, <laughs> no, spitting water in the yeah, air." Yeah, James, James, myself, and Mike will just start playing things, and then Mina will just sit down and start opening her phone and going through social media. So, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, um, like like Mina said, like we played in a band together, but she was always playing guitar in that band. It was, it was also like the, there's. Uh, so me and another girl in the band would switch off. Yeah. So if I'm playing guitar, she'd sing. And if yeah. I'm singing, she'd play guitar. And we kind of both agreed that all we wanted to do is sing. But like we obviously, I mean, some bands have two singers, but yeah. So the, the band almost didn't work because we we're kind of competing lead like front women. Yeah. We we're like, hey, we both want to be front women. This is not working. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I don't remember like I remember you being energetic, but I don't remember it to that extent. And then no, our never, first no. show in Silence Kit, I was like playing and and I look over and Minot's on the floor and at first I'm like, Oh what, what happened? <laughs> and then it just sort of like became a thing where it's like, Oh, this is what she does and that's pretty cool. So Yeah. You know, I was not expecting that and it was mm-hmm. like, That's awesome. And I'm like, This is great. Yeah. If it if it didn't work out like if it just came like didn't come across as successful as it is would you have brought it up <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think so because it's like I whatever mean, you do you know. i'll do i'll do what i'm doing you do what you want to do and it makes sometimes sense, it goes wrong so yeah oh, whatever it happens so and that's that's where the whole maybe that's where it comes in why i don't see things around me because i need to like but, not be yeah. distracted <laughs> by what's going on around me but i don't mm. know I don't know. I love it though. I think it's like the cool thing. Like being a pianist and sitting at like this giant keyboard, especially when you're a solo performer, you don't have that. I talked to this with uh, Elise at her interview, but like how do you create that engagement when there's this block of like keys in front of you? So I think that's really cool that you guys are able to move around and shake your hair and spit at each other and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's, that's just not on my pedal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, there's one show uh, at the Goodwill where I. Uh, it's sometimes I'll spit water, but usually I kind of like let it drizzle down myself. And this time, uh, I was having some vocal problems, so I was like, I have to make up for this. So, and we were also recording a live video, so I'm like, oh, I really have to make one. up yeah, for this. Yeah. So I spat water in the air, and at, at the end of the set, now looked at me. The first thing she says, "Don't ever do that again. Like you're <laughs> you're, you're gonna direction. electrocute me. <laughs> you're gonna hit me with it." I'm good. No, I've done it since, but like, I've, I've always like trying to be conscious where she is when I do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I was watching that before you guys got here, and I was like, she just spit her water. Um, yeah, Soulhounds does that too. She, she mm-hmm. spit on her um, drummer. Yeah, I don't think I could get away with that. Someone would get mad. Yeah, uh, don't please don't. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a like weird. Anger. Ex- I don't know. I think <laughs> it's <laughs> not everyone can do it, so it's good that I guess it's successful. Mm-hmm. And does it like give you like a shower or anything? It feels good. Sometimes I'll just like dump the water on my head, and I, th- I did that at Pride, I think. That felt really good. Wow. Then I always forget what my face looks like. Then I go home, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> afterwards, you're like, hey, moment. thanks for coming. And I guess that's, but that's also the thing, too, is, like, you're performing, and you're performing in front of people, and you feel great, and then you leave, and you're like, hmm, it's, like, 2 a.m., and sometimes, like, you know, you'll drive, and you'll see, like, obviously, like, you know, police check stops and stuff. And I was like, you know, if I were to get pulled over right now, would I look presentable to a cop? And they think maybe I've been up to some sort of murderous. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I, feel like the, I feel like with what I do too, like, like I kind of try to take vanity out of it. Like I don't really want to like try to look cute or like pretty. So I'm like, if I look like a mess, that's like the that's better. I'd rather look like a mess than like, oh, I want to keep my makeup perfect. Like that's just not a yeah. part of me. It doesn't really work with the, like, I guess the, the aesthetic. And sometimes really. you can tell when bands are trying to look, like look, Good. Pretty, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but I'm like, I like when it's like, okay, let's forget about that. Like, let's like forget in about the, the moment, vanity. Like, the yeah. music is just taking you. That's awesome. Cool. Word. So we're gonna listen to another song, yeah. and then I want to talk about the whole recording process of the new album. Cool. Um, we're gonna listen to Verbs, which was from uh, your previous album, mm-hmm. uh, started as a whisper, which was released back in April of 2017. Um, so everyone, stay tuned to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vignage. I'm here with Silence Kit, and we'll be right back after Verbs.
everyone. You're still listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyage, and I'm here with Silence Kit. Well, half of Silence Kit. The girl power side of Silence uh-huh. Kit. Um, we were talking about um, your music in this upcoming um, show on October 5th at the Goodwill for your album release and tour kickoff, which is very exciting. Congratulations. It's number two. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the actual recording process of this mm-hmm. album. Um what changed from the first time you're going into or from going into the first album recording to this this process what was different like absolutely everything <laughs> technically not absolutely everything the first part of like sort of demoing everything was the same and then that's where it diverged yeah. significantly um yeah we did pretty much everything ourselves with the first ep and it was great you know um we just wanted to get some music out so that we had something um and then um for the next one we really wanted to like take it up a level or five or whatever so we decided to um sound like quality all all the songwriting (laughs) quality everything yeah i mean by the time like so i guess for a little bit of history, the songs on the first EP were sort of written before Mike and James joined the band, and then everything on the EP was was written um, after they had joined. So there's also that aspect of sort of the influence that those two bring in that wouldn't have necessarily been present on the first EP. So okay. there's also that as well. And how has the overall sound evolved? Probably heavier. Heavier. If it certainly felt that way right off the hop, but I guess something about our first EP was like, I mean, we're still definitely poppy, but I feel like I might think about like Pipe Dream, like Who You Know, like those songs on our first EP are like really poppy, whereas these ones are more, I guess, grungier, perhaps. I'm not really sure how I'd describe them, but maybe dar- darker, darker, maybe, yeah, maybe. Because like, I guess to me, like, in the pool, it's kind of, like, reminds me of, like, Pipe Dream in a way. But it's, like, darker. But darker. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you think you, you went this darker route for this next album? Just, I guess it was natural, but why do you think that happened? <laughs> I find it easier writing darker songs than writing happier songs, personally. Again, I guess but... it's, like, hard to explain again because we are, we write very instinctually. Mm-hmm. So, it's like you don't always necessarily think about the factors as to why. It's hard for me. I think um, if I write something and it sounds too happy, usually just pretty, I scrap it before anything further happens with it. Cause I don't know. I think it's for me, it just, sometimes it just sounds kind of cheesy. So I'll just like throw it aside. And then mm-hmm. the stuff that I like tends to be a little bit darker. So that's the stuff I'm going to end up bringing into mm-hmm. the band. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's fair. I get yeah. that. I'm kind of the same way. Like, I love to write, like, diminished chords and just, like, really, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like chromatically, like, interesting stuff. And I tend to kind of lean towards that as well. When I'm writing happier songs, just, like, it's another love song or it's just, like, it's too happy. Like, it's, there's only so many words that rhyme with love or, yeah. like, happy <laughs> and stuff. So I get that. Yeah. Um, That's really cool. Heavier. All right. Um, I was going to ask you a question, and I completely, totally forgot. Um, so you guys went to Vancouver. Yes. That's also something that was new. Um, yeah. What made you decide to go to a different province? 
that wasn't on def- that definitely wasn't on purpose like we easily could have worked um here in winnipeg there's some some fantastic people i think um we were sort of really thinking about people that again sort of um had some sort of like uh background in sort of the music that we're into um that were just different and i think part of the thing too is we just realized that a lot of the bands that we were playing with um were sort of doing the same things as as we had been doing so we really wanted to distance ourselves not because of what they're doing isn't you know good because it definitely is it just we just wanted to be different and the reason we picked jesse gander is because like um you know we're big fans of a lot of the stuff that he's produced and at first it was sort of like oh yeah okay sure we can produce we can get it produced by this guy who has all these like great um you know uh, credentials and stuff like that then we looked into it and it's like no actually we we definitely can't afford to for sure and we emailed him and instantly he was super interested and it just was it was just kind of one of those things where i think you know had mike not suggested it i never even would have thought about it because it's like oh we're just some small band from from winnipeg but i think that you know it's you know the more i think about it's like producers that's what they do and they need to make money so um i think that really any band could potentially talk to i mean the vast majority of producers and be like hey we want to work with you and i think a lot of producers would be into it so just sort of Mm-hmm. Take take risks, I guess. So. He also produced um, Dead Branches album as well. Oh right, yeah. Not sure which one. Yeah, but one of them. One of them. One of those ones. <laughs> yeah, that's really. I think that's so cool. But and when we were off the air, you had mentioned that you didn't apply for funding and you had saved um, and put all the funds together from previous shows together mm-hmm. to to pay for this, and that's mm-hmm. that's amazing. A lot of art bands don't tend to say that they can do that. Do you have advice for maybe some bands who are listening on? how to work together to save up and maybe not rely on funding or and find their own i guess yeah i guess income i don't know yeah like, words uh, like most bands like we had a band fund right every mm-hmm. everything we make at shows maybe not would, all bands maybe you're right yeah, yeah i guess yeah, i yeah. assume that's all yeah I no mm-hmm. i i don't i don't think most bands okay, do that well, then we every dollar we make goes into a band fund and we don't touch it except for band things like promo uh costs. Merch. promo costs merch uh videos uh in in this case you know recording so yeah we don't None of us, I, I think we've probably like individually lost money because we put money into we the band in fund. Too, yeah. yeah. So just every, I mean, we played a lot the first few years as well. And like every cent went into a fund. And that's what it was for. It was for the band, not for that's us. That's amazing. But I, think, I think it's like important that people invest in their own bands as well. Like obviously, you don't want to rely on your own. Um, funds because not everyone has that ability but if you are, do have that ability then you should it's kind of a good idea yeah obviously mm-hmm. grants are great like you, yeah. sh- you should apply for grants but for sure the it, money's there why not and Manitoba is the best province or one of the best provinces mm-hmm. for funding for the arts so people who are listening apply for them there's so mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. but that's I just think that's amazing and there are little things you could do to to, to save like you don't have to get a drink every night that right. you perform Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure the <laughs> usually they'll give you like a drink ticket, but you don't have to like mm-hmm. buy that extra one or 
there are little clever ways to slowly save up and invest in i think that's i mean yeah it's easy to take for granted when you're you've you've been like that since the beginning but i'm just thinking of the bands and myself maybe i should have a little savings account because as soon as i get paid i'm like yes okay i can put that but obviously we have the like i have the privilege to like do that some people like obviously don't have the option in which case you should definitely apply for grants yeah or like we do play don't say no to a gig <laughs> yeah which is, not, which is actually not a good advice at all yeah but. exactly because then people <laughs> just don't show up anymore because they're like that, yeah you'll play next week so why, why even show up this week but yeah and i mean and then once you sort of it's like once you sort of establish that fund then you can buy like what we did is we bought merch with it and then all that merch then goes back into the band fund and then you just kind of keep building that way mm-hmm. and i mean like we've definitely drained it numerous times and then you just kind of start from the I guess, beginning. I guess also we didn't lose money on our first tour. Yeah, that's so also that true. Helps. We got really lucky there. So, that's awesome. And that was mainly just because of one show. There was a great turnout. Um, in Calgary. And, yeah. and people bought merch and we got a good cut. And then, you know, so, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely luck involved. So, yeah. What kind of merch do you do you sell, I guess? Yeah, that's the easy question. We just got vinyls. Uh, and available at the release show. Yeah, and then we have T-shirts um, with like the kitty kitty design on it and our old logo. Yeah, do we um, even have a current logo? I mean, no. it's kind of the current logo. It's it's been a, it's been a logo since now that I were like yeah, that's true. Just oh, us, yeah, so true. probably gonna have to work on a new one at some point. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. One day. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Sometimes we have buttons, but we usually run yeah, out of those stickers. Mostly just T-shirts and then the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you ever yeah. thought of creating like unique merch, like it kind of goes with your your vibe? There's one idea that we had we've, once. We've thought about it, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I don't know if it's important people, to us. People either. people want T-shirts, so we made T-shirts, and people want the music, so we got music. So yeah, I mean, you know, that's yeah. I I think it'd be neat, but I also would be concerned about spending money on that and then just kind of mm-hmm. being forced to sit on it because it may not actually sell well so yeah yeah i don't know like i've, I've gone to quite a few workshops lately um <laughs> and they always talk about like unique merchandise. Mm-hmm. i feel like you guys mm-hmm. have such like a cool image like a water bottle or something <laughs> <laughs> or something that yeah well i think it'll happen at some point Do- yeah, I mean, there's no I mean, we talked about like hats, which is like but, pretty uh, standard. But you know what? I don't know. But then we're always like, nah. nah. I don't think a lot of people buy hats. Yeah. Do, do, do a lot of people wear hats at your shows? I don't know. I, I don't really notice. Get <laughs> so. no. you in the zone. Yeah. I, oh, also t- to go back on that as well. We were actually just talking about contacts um, uh, off 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 mic, off, yeah. um, just so people aren't concerned that they're losing their minds. <laughs> um, but actually, I just take my glasses off when we perform so I also can't see the greatest so I like need like a giant set list so I can actually read it mm. so that's also why I can't see people's hats if they're wearing hats or not because yeah. the lights and then not being able to actually mm. see very well so I mean I, the only reason I think of hats um, again to re- reference Sohan just because she's on the show recently yeah. like they, they have their hats and I don't know they were, she's you should talk to Elise. She's got some pretty cool like merch ideas. I think that you wish. They they definitely had some really cool. And they stuff. utilize their skills, like yeah. Ian with like the what, what was it a uh, cigarette holder? Was something it? like or that. Something? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, at their release show, they had some just super cool yes. things, mm-hmm. and uh, that was definitely that's. I mean, seeing that 
sparked that conversation within the band, but then we just got nowhere with it. And then we also like, we need to still buy this. We still need to pay, mm-hmm. pay for this. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, unfortunately. Uh, just because of a third person perspective, it's the way I see you guys. I feel like you're on that level where you could have that kind of merch just because yeah. your bio was so impressive. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is like a hardcore, legit. Okay. I well, we don't have inspiration good. for it. Like, we don't have like an idea. Yeah. If we had an idea, I think we'd go for it, but we're kind of like... Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I guess also with the, the money we've been spending, we're kind of like, maybe the merch yeah. is kind of more minimal. I guess yeah. with, with the vinyls and everything, that's kind of like our big push, big, too. Yeah. yeah. This is your first first vinyl oh, as yeah. well? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's always exciting. Oh, Whenever it's I, super cool. I'm the only person... Who, have you listened to it yet? No, because I'm I don't have a copy yet. <laughs> I'm the only person who's listened to it, and it sound, it's like, I'm so happy with the way it sounds on vinyl, too. It, it looks great. amazing. Like, I've definitely seen a copy. It's super... It just... It's, oh man, it's just so hard to describe how cool it is to know, like, I made the music that's pressed onto this, you know, and it's, yeah, it's really cool. She's so so proud. That's a crazy, I can't even imagine one day having a vinyl. I think that's. And also, like, the memory of, like, 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 each song, obviously, I remember recording the songs. I remember how, like, anxious I was before recording those songs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I was, like, you have to have some fear in order to create something cool yeah something i kind of learned from that experience Mm -hmm. we were kind of pushed i think in a way too because so i guess we can kind of explain so we went to uh the studio's called rain city recorders and it's like an east fan and uh jesse gander is the producer who works out of there and he's like i said produced all these amazing bands and um there's like the big studio there's the control room and then above the control room there's like a kitchen bathroom with a shower in it and there's like bunk beds and stuff in there and then all over the walls are all the the like records he's produced like in record form yeah, that's what inspired us so, so we're like yeah. well i guess we have to know if we're at this level <laughs> we have to take it up to the next so we level, have vinyls so. just because we really wanted jesse gannard yeah. for on the and wall, we just sent really. it to him so uh so hopefully that's he'll put it up really you. soon oh, but and it's like a picture of it for you guys oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's but, awesome yeah Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That's so exciting. So everyone who's listening, you have to come to their um, EP release and tour kickoff at uh, the Goodwill on October 5th. What's the uh, ticket price? It's $10 in advance, and I assume 15 at the it's door. It's $15 at the door. Yeah. So We're playing with... Uh, oh, so go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, was, I was just going to say that, you know, we're selling a lot of pre-sale tickets, so it'd be better to get one in advance. Just I know at our last release, we sold out. The we sold out. Um, I mean, that would be great if we could do it again. But just letting you know that if you want advanced tickets, you can also contact any of us or just contact the band Facebook page or email or whatever. We'll definitely get tickets to you. So don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Awesome. Yeah, we're playing with um, Guilt Trip and Slow Steady, which are both punk bands, but in different ways. Guilt Trip is more like a, like hard, grungy punk yeah, like screaming. very, very loud, hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. And then Slow Steady's more like pop punk. So mm-hmm. it's just I think I've fun. had them on the show, Slow Steady. I'm so bad with that. So now <laughs> I'm like, were you on my you show? You probably talked to a lot of bands. Like, yeah. how did you possibly remember everyone? I, I yeah. know. I feel so bad because some two will come up to me and I'm like, hey. And I'm like, <laughs> hi. And they're like, yeah, it's nice to see you. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I and I'm also just have the tendency to never remember anybody. Right. Like, I don't even remember my own family sometimes. So don't oh, take it personally, go. people who are listening. I love you all equally. Um, so the artwork for mm. the album is very exciting. Yeah. I, the single you had painted yeah, yourself. Yeah, I painted a single, yeah. Yeah, and it's really cool because like, you were doing a lot of, like, I still wanted to buy some of those, by the way. You, oh. were, you were selling some of your, your artwork. I will be doing um, a show. We haven't, I haven't booked a show yet, but me and another artist are talking about putting on a... Uh, uh, art wow. show so it'll happen at that's some point. amazing yeah. have you thought about selling your artwork at the show 
Uh, I well, so I made those singles, right? I mean, each song I made a single artwork for, but then it's funny. I had also made another batch of single artwork that I didn't go with because I kind of evolved artistically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these aren't no good, but they're well, they're not no good. They're still okay, but they're not really what I wanted to go for. Um, like color wise, I was like, oh, they're not really. They don't really go together. Yeah. I was like, okay. So for then I was thinking, oh, maybe I should tell them at this show, but. May, eh. I think honestly, you should be surprised how quickly they sell out. Perhaps. Like, can you imagine like going to your favorite band and seeing that like, something that the one of the performers had painted themselves? I think, our, I think artwork is something I could sell at some point. Like even like just like little squares of like something that represents the band. Yeah. Something that was like is kind of cohesive with the band or maybe the artwork. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you should. I think you should. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. You don't have, like, don't Maybe. take my advice at all. <laughs> no, I have to do it because <laughs> Ashley's making me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you do it and it goes well, I'm just saying, told you so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the artwork, you, you did mm. all the singles. So how many singles? Five. Well, single, I just, for each song, I did the okay. artwork. So five. Okay. Mm. And that's cool. I, we've seen the one. It's like the pink bald guy with big right? ears yep they um, all are sort of like that like same kind of character but different colors and okay kind of have they been released am i have i missed them? no okay no, not yet. Like, i haven't mm-hmm. seen these yet when will they be released uh well, i think after the release i'll start posting little clips of the songs on instagram and afterwards kind of just to further yeah, promote it after the sure. release good idea mm-hmm. but the main artwork for yes. the album um who did that katie manning i believe her instagram is slime witch or slimy witch or something like that okay. she's amazing she and Nally and I's old band, she actually designed a t-shirt for us, which we never use, and I regret to this day because it's such a cool design, but we got to use her for this. Um, yeah, her artwork is very, like, kind of gothy, kind of, like, gross. That's, that's why I liked her. Cause so it's, the pink, is it the, it's the girl with the bandaid on her nose? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's also uh. our t-shirt design, so if, you probably, if people have seen our t-shirts around, that's, that's It's a variation thing. of that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and why did you decide to go with someone else to do the art? Why didn't you do your, your own homework? At the time, I wasn't really doing much artwork, I think. When I first contacted her, I wasn't really... Cause I only, I've only really been painting for like a year. Yeah, so. no, we. this has been really a long time. And they go, sorry, I, I thought I laughed because I thought the question was about why didn't you do your artwork again? Because we did the artwork on the first one and we're not very happy oh. with that one. <laughs> yeah, so. that, that's true. That kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would potentially in the future do artwork, but I don't know, I also kind of like... Uh, hiring other people as well. Yeah, and especially so. if that's what they do. And it's more graphic, right? Whereas yeah. mine's just painting, mm-hmm. which is which is still cool and can be nice, but I like that kind of graphic look more for this album. Yeah, it is really cool. I liked the little um, promo you did on Instagram. Mm. Every day was a new... Was that, yeah, was you can, you can was look it? at her. You don't have to look at me. I don't do <laughs> social media, <laughs> no, so like, you can just talk to me. Like, like the road to Kitty Kitty one you mean? Yeah. Or? Uh, I can't. Was it, which picture was it now? But every day you would like post one. Uh, I don't have social media on my phone anymore. So oh, I can't oh, I do the little block. Yeah, it's like it's like people commonly use it on Instagram where you uh, would take blocks of a whole image. Yes. And then you post them every day and then eventually it'll create a whole image of the little blocks on Instagram, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I... I don't know. I can have mixed feelings about um, when people do that because you go on yes. their like social media and it's like all of it. It's just oh, like, I don't like that. No, I'm I not. think it's too much. But um, I knew what it was for, and I was just like so excited. I'm like, come on, I need another oh, one. That's so, <laughs> so good. So that was yeah. When I, did, when I did, I wasn't sure how it would be perceived. Because I feel like if I, I feel like if it was another band, I'd be like kind of annoyed. But when it's your own band, you don't like have that perception. <laughs> yeah, they're the best. Yeah. We're the best. But then you know, and everyone's like, oh no, you have to post some threes. But like I like. I think aesthetics are important in bands to an extent, but also I think people go way overboard. I'm like, I'm not going to start posting in threes because of this. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. Who really does? No. Yeah. 
And then yeah. the, I, I think it's really cool with people who've done it for like years and it's just their feed looks wonderful. Yeah. I like, especially when the photos are their own thing and they're just like, they have like a common like theme. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, Exomerita does that actually. I think they, they, they do the posts in threes, but it looks, mm-hmm. but like, it's also very color coordinated. Like that takes a yeah. lot of planning and work. I think, I think Veneer but. does it too. They yeah, have they do. Each the colors. There's three of them. Yeah. 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 So it makes sense. Um, <laughs> if you can, if you can be clever, then mm. that's great. Um, actually, that reminds me of our original artwork. Remember we had the four color blocks representing us? Oh, but I, see, I like that. Uh, but it was like I think over, that's cool. Over, way too simplistic. Like it looked bad. Although it actually would have looked cool on vinyl. See? It would have been very 70s. The thing with our first EP's artwork is like the front was, we all agree, it's terrible. Yeah. The front is terrible. The, fr- the front, it's the font that's the, the, the really bad True. part of it. But the back is cool. The, and, the I, and I think the inside's cool. cool. Yeah. So that's good, but unfortunately, the front is the, the, the cover. You know, the, the thing the that people like see on Bandcamp and on the streaming <laughs> and it, sites, and you know. Like, when yeah. I when I think of it, it almost doesn't really give away what the music kind of sounds like. No, it was really a last minute thought. Yeah, it was like, oh, we need oh, artwork. Yeah. So we got together one night, and and when we were making, it, we're like, this looks so cool. Yeah, like, people we were, were gonna love so it, and now excited. it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but you know what? But don't you need that though? Like I, I it used to bum, bum me out. I'm like, oh, it's like this, you know, EP's not like doesn't I think represent us to the, the fullest extent. But then I realized that it is it is still kind of a time stamp in us, right? Like that, that yeah. it's, it's good for what it was. It was our, we were learning and we tried it something, and it's not a failure. It was still, we I still you know, yeah. but we're moving up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like now you know you've learned what you didn't like and yeah. you made sure now this album art is like yeah. awesome and yeah. colorful. And what band doesn't have a little flubby album? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, like, look back at, like, I, th- I think I remember, like, the Katy Perry, her first, like, album or EP or whatever. It's just, it, she goes by her, like, real name. She was, like, Christmas music. Like, oh, look it up. It's, like, really wow. cringy. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, um, everyone has to have that. That's yeah. why, I mean, I'm not going to when I was me. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be awesome. <laughs> the singles I've released, I'm just like, what were you thinking? Ugh, stop. But it's important, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And you can look back at it and... Mm-hmm. If people go back in like 10 years from now and like when you guys are like world famous touring and they'll see this and like, wow, look how different they were and now look where they are. And, and it's cool that we did it all ourselves other than the mastering, of course. But yeah. that's, that's still even, yeah, that's still a cool that's thing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, and I think like it's, in certain ways, it's definitely like a point of pride because it's like we can do this, but you know, now it's like, let's get other people to do it for us because it's, it's yeah. easier for us and <laughs> it comes out Hopefully better. <laughs> Again, invest in your... Invest in your, invest in your, in your own selves. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. For sure. Awesome. This has been so much fun. Mm, I really yeah. enjoyed you guys coming on well, the show again. Well, thanks for having us. Um, yeah. You have to come back again for the third and the fourth. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it'll just be like an annual thing if you want. I'm <laughs> totally fine with that. And maybe we can have everyone on the sh- um, if they're not working. So mm. book in ahead, guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's yeah. We'll, we'll, when we finish this, we'll we'll set a date and then yeah. we'll and that's it. We'll and then we'll there's no excuses. There you go. Uh, you're not even allowed to like get sick or anything. Okay. So, where can people follow you on social media to keep in touch and maybe support your music? Yeah, um, silencekitband.com is our website, and then which uh, I love by the way. I love it. Oh really? It's great. Yes. Mike Mike kind of worked on that one, but um, yeah. and then you can find us on Instagram at, at silencekitband. Facebook is silencekitband. Pretty much a silence kit band on every platform. Except I think. except for Bandcamp, which is silencekitwpg.bandcamp.com. WPG. Like Winnipeg, silence- abbreviated. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't yeah. put that together. Great. <laughs> well, 
Again, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyaj. I'm here with Silence Kit. Um, they'll be back on the show again in about a year, so don't worry. But <laughs> if you missed the first half of this interview or you want to hear more or you want to hear the first... Sorry, my, my <laughs> tablet just went off. I got a very important message. Um, if you want to hear more of Silence Kit, you can go to winnipegmusicproject.com, where the previous podcast is, and much more from other local artists. You can also support us on Patreon. Um, now we're going to listen to uh, Trompe Loy, which we actually heard on the first interview as mm. well, which is great. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. And um, I think it's monthly music wrap-up after, maybe. I don't remember. Never mind. Okay, have a good week. In the evening, as the sky is turning blue, foreseeing movement, our present and past, we breathe in big cities and follow, follow, ooh, we follow. Make it easy.